Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We're going to go to the Oakland Heart Jewelers. Talk in text line. Bring in Luke Braun. He's host of Locked on Vikings. And, you know, I was going through a few of uh, Luke's old podcasts talking about Clint Kubiak and some of the hires. And uh, my favorite thing, Luke, is your intro. Because you say, and the kid you copied off in math class. Uh, so I have to ask, are, are you a math wizard? Is that what's going on? Or were you just easy to cheat off of? Uh, I was easy to cheat. I was always okay with you if you cheated <laughs> off me because I figured you're probably learning something anyways. Um, that's actually, that's not the tagline anymore. Oh, okay. now, we, uh, now we try to learn something new every day. That's the deal because I, I think I've kind of moved away from the, the like math-based analysis stuff. It's still there. It's still useful. I still use it. But I'm a little more X's and O's now. Gotcha. Well, yeah, and Luke, one of the reasons I wanted to bring you on here is, uh, you know, there's really – it's tough to get a lot of information about Clint Kubiak over the last two years mm-hmm. where he was the quarterback's coach in Denver, and then he was the pass game specialist. I don't even know what that technically means in San Francisco, very behind the scenes at the at the least. But you go back to Minnesota, and, you know, I've been watching old Clint Kubiak interviews. You can really kind of dive in to what his offense did over the course of the season. I'm just curious, you know, what were your kind of – uh, opinions of Clint in that job? What were your takeaways? How did you feel he handled it? Yeah, he was very um, green when he mm-hmm. was. Yeah, I mean, that was his first time calling plays. That was his first time going. He, was, he had one year as a quarterback's coach. He was basically an offensive assistant otherwise. So he was very green. He was working with an offense that Gary Kubiak had installed and then, re- you know, run for two years and then retired. And he was basically flying a, a plane that he didn't build. Um which I'll be honest with you, the the offense that the Saints have gotten all their staffers from, the Denison, Janoco, Kubiak trio, was really bad. It was, it was a terrible offense. And who you blame for that is going to kind of inform your opinion. Maybe you think that it's just because Mike Zimmer stifled all these great offensive minds. But really what it turned into was a the Vikings had a pretty big offensive line problem for that couple of years. And um, that was, by the way, Rick Dennison as a line coach, although he wasn't really present in 2021 for vaccine reasons. He wasn't allowed to be in the building because he wouldn't take the shot. So that that was a whole controversy. Um, And then he, you know, he leaves when everybody gets fired at the end of the, at the end of 2021. Um, But there were issues on the offensive line in particular in pass protection. And so the Vikings relied a ton on quick game three-step drop, one-step drop, throw fast, try to get the ball into, you know, you know, Dalvin Cook's hands quick, Adam Thielen's hands quick, trying to get things to uh, Justin Jefferson deep when you have a shot play and that kind of thing. And, and Jefferson had a phenomenal year in 2021 kind of being the payoff to all of this quick game setup. But it meant that it was a very um, 
it, it was it was a boring offense, except when you were going to Jefferson. So the the narrative kind of became, why don't we make the whole plane out of Justin Jefferson? Which I think you can kind of ask anybody and understand why that wouldn't work. But it was um, they were trying to be very you know quick and easy four yards a pop in their pass game, and then kind of live in the run behind Dalvin Cook. Because they felt like, you know, that line was going to be better at run blocking than it was at pass blocking, which is very, very true. Um, but what, what that ended up making for was this sort of critical lack of diversity. And that's kind of a Gary Kubiak thing, like on purpose. You'll see uh, Kevin Stefanski do that, who also learned under Kubiak. You'll see him do that in, in Cleveland, which is very like, we have four things on our menu, and, and they're all delicious, you know? If you ever go to a restaurant and you see four things on the menu, you know every single one of them is fantastic. Kind of that deal, where we can just execute these things so well that we don't really care if you know that it's coming or not. Um, but then the Vikings weren't that good at executing, and they weren't that well coached So on, on the offensive side of the ball. And that was under Clint Kubiak and then with Janoko at quarterbacks and, and Dennison zooming in sometimes <laughs> on Wednesday meetings. Uh, that was just not a very well-coached offense, and everybody kind of got canned. Now, what I'll say is guys like Janoko and Kubiak that are young have gone away and probably learned a lot in two years. Like, I would imagine that spending a year on Kyle Shanahan's offense could change a lot about what Clint Kubiak thinks is good or isn't good. So I'm actually super curious to see what kind of strategies he tries to deploy with, with Derek Carr or whoever. Yeah, so I, I think, you know, just to kind of infer, or I guess you kind of said it, if if the Clint Kubiak that was in Minnesota shows up in New Orleans, like the doing the same things and with the same philosophies, you, you think that would be a, a bad thing for the Saints? You, you want to see a guy who has spent those two years in lesser roles and has learned from some of these coaches, some of these systems? I'll, I'll reframe it. Uh, I think it would be pretty important – to be a very mistake-free team, and that could potentially paper over deficiencies in talent. I think that's really the philosophy there, is if we do the same thing over and over and we're very sound and we don't F anything up, then it probably doesn't matter that these guys, you know, that, that my guy didn't run the best 40 or whatever. But looking at who the Saints have, I'm not sure if that's necessarily the way to go. I would look in particular in the run game and to see what um, what the Saints want to do with that, because they'll probably be a zone run game. Guy goes from you know learning under Gary Kubiak, who's like the offensive coordinator of those old Broncos teams, and you know the in, in the fatherland of, of wide zone, and then goes into Shanahan, who's the father of modern wide zone stuff. So I'm sure he's got a lot of zone stuff. Uh, and, and what I'd be curious to see is how much you see out of you know fullbacks or extra tight end. What he does with Taysom Hill will be very interesting. Is Taysom Hill a fullback now, a tight end, some of both? Um, I'd be very curious to see if you get a little bit more diversity and then you don't have to be the team that isn't allowed to make any mistakes because everybody we have is, you know, because our guard is just going to get killed if we ever ask him to do anything real. <laughs> gotcha. You know, my other question, I, I think if you want to look at a, player comparable to Derek Carr I think Kirk Cousins is is a fair comparison at least in today's NFL with you know a decade of experience has has never really had a ton of success in the playoffs but puts up a bunch of yards and you look at that 2021 season and if you just look at the numbers it does seem like 
the Clint Kubiak offense did work for Kirk. I think it was 4,200 yards, 33 touchdowns, seven interceptions. What were your kind of opinions on how Kirk worked with Clint? So, unfortunately, it was very inconsistent, which okay. I just kind of described why that's not very acceptable, and that's why the Vikings ended up, what was it, 8-9 and nine that year? Yeah. Um, and, and out of the playoffs. So it was inconsistent. There were a couple of games where it's, he was just on fire. If you really want to watch that offense hum, watch the game at L.A. and then the home game right after it uh, against Green Bay. Those two games were absolutely phenomenal. And it felt like, oh, my God, they're finally figuring it out. But then by the end of the season, they had kind of fallen back down. There are a couple of games in there, um, in particular one where the Vikings lost to the Cowboys against Cooper Rush, where it, that offense was just anemic. They could not move the ball at all. And they made all kinds of mistakes, and they just – so it was a week-to-week proposition for sure. Um, but there were a lot of, you know, shot plays to Justin Jefferson, and suddenly J.J.'s putting up 200 a game <laughs> sometimes, and it's pretty easy to rack up some yards that way. Uh, but I, there's a lot of reasons to caution against saying, hmm, 4,200 yards must have been a good offense. Uh, and part of it is that, you know, if, if you have eight really great games and eight really bad games, you can get 4,000 yards, but did you have a good season? Plus, there's a lot of statistical reasons that total yards just aren't the best thing. But I won't bore you with that. Gotcha. One more question. What what do you think is going to happen with Justin Jefferson? Yeah, I've heard also Luke just jumping on Jeff here that, you know, apparently he's looking to see what the Vikings do with Kirk Cousins uh, after the Achilles injury. He's a free agent. What the deal is with that contract uh, extension potentially uh, with Justin Jefferson and what he's going to end up doing. But he wants to get clarity from the Vikings organization. What's the latest you've heard? Well, he'll have it, right? I mean, we're going to find out one way or another. March 13th, Kirk Cousins is a free agent unless the Vikings do something about it. So he'll know one way or another before a negotiation even resumes with him. So I don't, I don't really know the point of that. It, it, it seems to me like uh, Justin Jefferson went around Radio Row at the Super Bowl, and a whole bunch of people asked him that question. Said, do you care about what – what, what do you think about Kirk? Do you try to kind of bait him into saying, you know, I, I need Kirk Cousins to be here or I'm going to demand a trade or something like that, which is not how he feels. He says, you know – I love Kirk. Kirk's great. He's been my guy my whole pro career. We're very close. We have a chemistry. We don't want to, you know, rebuilding chemistry is tough, but at the end of the day, I'm a really good wide receiver. I'll catch whoever throws the ball to me, Uh, which I think is a pretty good answer. And then two days later, something comes out through Tom Pelissero that says the exact opposite. So I think someone's AG got mad. (laughs) That's my guess. There you go. Or somebody in that contract negotiation said, wait, you just kind of torpedoed Kirk Cousins' leverage. Wait, Mike McCartney is... (laughs) You got to play the game. Tom Pelissero text going, damage control. <laughs> yeah. All right. Luke Braun, host of Locked On Vikings with some incense. I and Clint Kubiak, Rick Dennison, Andrew Janoko, a bunch of new Saints hires. Thanks so much, Luke. Enjoy the offseason. Appreciate it. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.